This is Chargers Unleashed Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Charger Bolt Family, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia, and our newest sponsor, BUSR. If this is your first time tuning in the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein. It's a beautiful good. morning. It was a beautiful morning. Are you going to sing it? We've been saying it for weeks. Charger fans... No need to fear. Charger fans, no need to worry. No need to fret. Because the quarterback of the Chargers defense, the one and only Derwin James, is officially under contract. The hold-in is over. He was back at joint practice with the Dallas Cowboys today. With pads. In, with pads. Let's make that specific because he's been, he's been on the field for the last two weeks, and two and a half weeks or so. But he is back officially now the highest paid safety in the NFL. Dan, it was a good day today, and it's it's only halfway through. It's a great day for Chargers fans, for the Chargers organization. Derwin James now the highest paid NFL safety, thanks to his agent, who he called out. Tons of takeaways from today. Obviously, joint practice with the Cowboys. we got some injury updates. Kenneth Murray is going to be back soon. Donald Parham might be back soon. Uh, we heard about Damon Lloyd. Press conferences galore. Talked to Brandon Staley. Talked to Austin Eckler. Talked to Derwin James. Obviously, a ton of highlights and recap to kind of get into this. Uh, super fun episode ahead of So, Jake, off the clip. Chargers, four-year extension. Derwin James. Glad it's not coming out of my pocket or yours. It's yeah. a whole lot of money. <laughs> Four years, $76.4 million contract, $42 million in guarantees, making $19.1 million per year. I got to ask. I got to ask. Um, the only way that I am going to be able to pay someone that much is if I do a whole bunch of betting and I land on red or get wins for like weeks on end. <laughs> or else I'm never going to be able to dish out 19 plus million dollars but you know who possibly could anyone who goes to our new sponsor who are they tell me who they are because i want to be your friend well as dan just mentioned we want to give a shout out to one of our newest sponsors busr it's one of the most popular sport and race books in the u.s you can head on over to busr.ag and what they're doing right now for any new accounts, first deposits up to $1,000, they will match 100% of that. So 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $1,000. Head on over to busr.ag. Tell them Chargers Unleashed sent you. Dan Wolfenstein. Uh, uh, Jake, all right. Um, first off, I need to go to BUSR because 1000 bucks matching? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Little by little, little by little, we're going to get to that Derwin James money. We'll see. Yeah, like, you, like you said, you have... <laughs> A lot of reds, a lot of greens. I don't know how that works on BUSR, but... You know, you're going to have to spend like a 36-hour session straight on, yes, getting, on getting wins. Quite the bender. But, Jake, let's get into it. So, Chargers joint practice against the Cowboys kind of fails in comparison to the importance of a one Derwin James back on mm. the field. And we've talked about it. You mentioned at the top. People shouldn't have been worried. Him not being on the field had zero bearing on 
contract negotiations on him being ready for this team for the regular season. And wouldn't you know, Chargers now have just a stacked lineup and a stack full of cash that they're handing out to so many people. They got Joey Bosa paid. They got Mike Williams paid. They got Keenan Allen paid. They got JC Jackson paid. They got Derwin James now paid. Keep going. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and yeah. on and on. And for a team who just a few years ago, people were questioning if they could handle this type of market <laughs> in LA. Tom Telesco just bam, just drops the hammer and Chargers fans, the organization, the team, the players, the staff, everyone. You could feel it, Jake. Like they are ready. Like th- this team is built to win right now. We had DeAndre Carter on the show yesterday. He talked about the vibe, knowing when your team has a shot to do something special, people buy in really quickly. Yep. And you can't buy in any more than Derwin James had. And what he means to this team is invaluable. You, you, essentially, you, you can't literally. You cannot put a price tag on what he. he I think Brandon Staley said yesterday he's literally the heartbeat of this Chargers team. He mentioned he's the quarterback of the defense, but I would argue he might be the quarterback of the entire team. I don't think there's any argument there at all. So um, kind of big picture, I guess I wanted to kind of bring up before we kind of move on to on the field stuff, joint practice, press conferences and stuff is, did you notice Jake, how quickly when the news broke seemingly within like four seconds, there were like 57 national articles written, published and live about the importance of Derwin James, his contract extension nationally. And what a world we're living in where like the Chargers are kind of one of the darlings of the NFL. You hear everyone actually talking about Chargers fans attending camp and SoFi and all the moves they made in free agency and the offseason draft. And now they're known as a team that's paying boatloads of money and having aggressive coaching staff and now having the highest paid players at their positions. Like we've said it in other ways about other topics, but like this is a new team. It feels different. They're acting different. And the LA Chargers, as much as we want to say, oh, it's San Diego Chargers, they moved up. Like this team is acting different than it ever has in years past. And as a fan, as folks covering the team, you have to be energized. You have to be excited, not only for where we are now, but what this says for the team moving forward as a chase a Lombardi trophy. I mean, I think that there's a, a multitude of different things that obviously go into this. And I mean, if you've been listening to this show since January, February, I had some pretty harsh words for Tom Telesco and my expectations for him being on the hot seat if he was not able to deliver given the circumstances uh, of having the most cap room that the Chargers have had in God knows how long, given the draft assets that he absolutely had to hit on to had build to. out starters and key depth positions for this team. Now, again, when it comes to the draft aspect, we're not going to know that fully for the next couple of years, but the early returns thus far have been pretty nice as far as what we have seen. But how can you knock what the Chargers have done in free agency this year? And just think if they didn't have that much cap space. I mean, we've all seen what the AFC West has done at a whole. So to almost essentially set the bar to contend and, you know, it, it's still Kansas City that you have to go after in this division. I mean, this is this is throwing everything but the kitchen sink and maybe a couple of faucets at, at, at the rest of the league to say, look, 
this is what we are about. Yes, I fully believe that uh, Brandon Staley had an influence for Tom Telesco, whether it's players that were drafted over the last two years or obviously who he was spending his money on, who it was to go after. Obviously, he brought in a couple of familiar faces that Staley has had during his previous time. But this is, uh, you know, we had that whole perspective episode, Dan, a couple months ago. It's Another just, one. It really is amazing to see where this team was from one season ago, from two seasons ago, to see where it has really jumped. And these, these are the type of moves that Telesco had to make. And in my opinion, I thought he actually exceeded what I expected of him to do and in, in who he picked up. So, you know, I'll, I'll eat the crow on that one for the things that I said, and I'll take it back because at least for this season, Tom Telesco did a phenomenal job. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty incredible. And, and I got to give a shout out, kind of getting into the minutia of the Derman James details, but because of Justin Herbert being that guy, being that good, but on a rookie contract, making $3 million plus ish as a three-year starter, third-year starter, excuse me, Chargers are able to spend so much money on some of these contracts and front-load them, meaning J.C. Jackson's making a boat a boatload. Keenan Allen's making a boatload next year. And I believe Derwin James this year is going to be making $29 million dollars. So shout out to Dean Spanos, Tom Telesco, Ed McGuire, who's kind of the the guru, if you will. Ed McGuire. Bow down uh, to Ed McGuire right now. And, and Coupon Tom, I don't know. This seems like the Louis Vuitton Tom. Yeah, it's, like this, it depends on where he's spending his coupons at. He's Versace still, Tom. Versace I mean, Tom. Yeah, house. Versace Tom. You know, Tesla Tom, whatever you want to say about it, you know, maybe Rolls Royce Tom. DeLorean you got, Tom. You know, you got, you got, yeah, I mean... <laughs> You got coupons for for Rolls Royces? Okay. Well, damn. Not bad. No. So, uh, big day for Chargers in terms of getting the heartbeat of their team back on the field. Now, they did talk about afterwards, uh, Brandon Taylor alluded to the fact that he probably will be ready and phased in by next week. Derwin James was talking about how, like, you have to kind of hold him back and he wants to play so bad. Brandon Staley kind of joked about it. It was kind of hard not letting him go on the the field. Um, Injuries aside... From Derwin James. Kenneth Murray, we found out today from Brandon Staley. That was a nice update. Is on pace to come back August 22nd, which I believe is a Monday. Next Monday. Uh, Donald Parham, they said it was more week to week, not day to day, but they're hoping to start phasing him in next week. Damon Lloyd was a soft tissue thing. Not a big deal. Uh, Overall, though, we saw a lot of guys kind of back. We saw Drew Tranquil's back now. We saw Kyle Van Noybeck on the field. Gerald Everett's back out there. I mean, like this, they're getting healthy and it's all happening at the right time. It's happening at the right time. You know, keep knocking on wood, keep doing all your little seances. You know, when you wake up in the morning in the mirror, just we don't need any big injuries here over the next couple of weeks. But the Kenneth Murray one, I thought was very encouraging just from the standpoint of, okay, we have a direct timeline now. And what's that ramp up period going to look like for him? Because obviously, outside of what he's been studying on the film, the the film room, he's been at practice every day, albeit on the sidelines. But getting back to game speed now, now you're going to have to ramp up. So essentially, this will be after the second preseason game. So we're only talking about a couple weeks before the September 11th opener against the Raiders. 
how much can we ramp Kenneth Murray up in this time frame? Again, it's it's good from the standpoint that we now have a direct timeline. You know, what is it? Five days and counting essentially until he's back on the field. But this this is a good sign. Now it's all about okay the ramp up period. Let's let's see what can happen when he gets out there. I'm sure that Staley will probably as as full speed as Kenneth Murray will probably want to go. I'm sure that Staley will try to just bring him along slowly, even though he kind of really needs to catch up. I'm sure he's still going to take that same approach. Devin Lloyd, one, I mean, yeah, like you said, it doesn't seem serious. It 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 does bother me just from the standpoint that I a I hope it doesn't hold him out of this game against Dallas. I think it very well could. And especially just coming off the great game that he had in preseason game number one against the Rams. And again, we're talking about a position that needs a ton of insurance policies behind it, just in case. He's still fighting for that roster spot, but he's one of the been the one of the one of the biggest stars of this camp. So I would not want to have him lose any playing time. So yes, I would hope that he would end up being able to play on Saturday, probably unlikely, but I hope that this does. I hope that he's at least proven enough to where even if he misses the game and comes back for the preseason finale, that that should be enough for him to move forward and possibly make this 53. Agreed. Agreed. Other injury updates. Mark Webb back out on the field. Now I mentioned drew tranquil Trey McKitty, I believe has pads, but not quite on the field. Uh, Nick Neiman, Tivon Campbell also in pads, but not practicing. Uh, so again, Guys are getting healthy from an injury perspective. This is what you want to see. Mark Webb specifically, very intrigued to see what he looks like the second preseason game along with Drew Tranquil. And the part that I think is going to be interesting, Jake, is we've seen a lot of Kyle Van Noy kind of manning the middle with, with Kenneth Murray out. I'm curious what his role looks like once Kenneth Murray is out there. Like, do we Are we going to see him slide back over to more of the edge? Are we going to see him kind of stay in the middle? Because I think that was kind of a hedged bet where people were saying, oh, well, he's going to be an edge player, but then Kenneth Murray went down, so we don't really know if he's an edge player or not. Uh, Kyle Van Noy's role, something to look for when we see Kenneth Murray back out there. Uh, well, Jake, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Jake, anything else from an injury perspective you want to talk about before going any further into the episode? No, not from an injury perspective. Okay, so... It's moving in the right direction. Jake, you know what the stat was that was most important to me today? No fights. Yes, zero was actually the number. Uh, zero injuries from today's practice. Zero fights. The Cowboys had a grip of them last time they played. I think it was the Broncos in the joint scrimmage they had during practice. They had a couple last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Austin Eckler talked about it at the press conference today where he went up and talked to the linebackers ahead of kind of the start of practice and basically was like, hey, like I get the competition. I'm paraphrasing here. I get the competition but let's keep it respectful. Let's keep everything, you know, ahead of the whistle. And he said, after that, everything was great. And, you know, you get it, people get tackled and all that stuff, but they kept it uh, above the waterline. So zero fights. Love to see it. Nick, Nick Cothrell was cautious about what was going to happen uh, prior to practice as he tweeted out over under three and a half fights that we will see during today's chargers joint practice with the Cowboys. Yes. Yeah. Thankfully enough people, chose the under <laughs> yes so let's get into kind of the takeaways from camp first and then we'll get into the kind of the press conference takeaways uh from camp jake i think the the key things that i saw or at least that i was reading up on and seeing from the pictures and stuff it was nationally televised on nfl network as well so folks kind of got to see a bird's eye view whole bunch of angles and coverage from the likes of uh all of the nfl network folks um 
Justin Herbert looks like Justin Herbert looking good. Uh, a few dimes he threw. I know there's a deep pass touchdown to Jalen Guyton, deep pass touch on a wheel route to Austin Eckler. Uh, I believe he had some connections with Keenan Allen, who seemed wide open. Pinch me when you hear that again. Um, you also saw our defensive line, including kind of linebackers, edge rushers in general, get after Dak Prescott. Seemed like he was under duress constantly. Um, you also got to see who else was there? You also got to see, I think it was like the first punt of the day. Ty Long's hitting moonshots again, yeah. which you love to see it. So yeah, overall, I mean, I mean, Khalil Mack, you know, as you mentioned, he got in on a sack for, for Dak Prescott. Uh, Kyle Van Oye had also caught a tipped pass for an interception from Dak Prescott. Michael Davis um, interception. I was really enjoying what I was reading about the one-on-one drills today. God, Michael Bandy apparently was just <laughs> obliterating people in the routes. The only thing that didn't happen was that he just didn't catch the ball. But apparently the moves that he was putting on people was just ridiculous and leaving these guys in the dust. The only thing that didn't happen was he just didn't catch the ball. And I'm just like, oh, that would have been such a great finish for him. Michael Davis gets another interception today and really putting kind of the heat on Asante Samuel Jr. for that CB2 spot. I don't know if he will overseed him, but look, if Michael Davis can be this good and can be marginally worse or better like hell yes you'll take that every day of the week competition breeds competition look i mean michael davis has been one of the most scrutinized players going all the way back to the offseason and then you look at what the chargers did in free agency to bring in the likes of jc jackson and bryce callahan you add in three guys to the secondary through the draft alone everybody's kind of figuring out trying to figure out like what's the deal with michael davis considering that he's your second highest paid guy just from your cornerback room and we we all listened to his his press conference last week, and it just sounds like, you know, whatever whatever those things were, the last, you know, since the the Rams preseason game where he had some flashes, and since then throughout this week, there have been some good improvements. So the arrow is moving in the at least in the right direction. To your point, Dan, I don't know if he's going to overtake that CB two spot back if from he does, that's Samuel a Jr. hell of a damn rise but look look at it this way i mean there's going to be a lot of versatile chess pieces for this charger secondary to use if this is the type of play that is breeding out of your cornerback room yeah the uh, the other thing this is probably more of a negative for the chargers but positive for cowboys fans uh micah parsons is pretty good at football Mm. You, you saw him in pursuit i think he had two if i'm not mistaken maybe three straight sacks on justin herbert Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence had themselves a day against the Chargers offensive line. And I think Micah Parsons had those consecutively on Trey Pipkins, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's who it was. Um, But again, like it's also Micah freaking Parsons. So the guy's the unicorn. There's a reason why he's that good, Uh, but not a good day when you're trying to stop him. But how many of those guys you're going to see? I'm not sure. Uh, Overall, I think, you didn't really see much from the run game that I saw in terms of like any breakaway type things. Um, Zeke was, uh, unfortunately. Zeke, Zeke literally tore the helmet off of Nazir Adderley. There's a highlight of that on and the Cowboys put that out. Um, how tight the helmet was on, who knows. Uh, but yeah, overall, clean operation, no fights, no injuries. I think you got to see kind of the ones go up against the ones. Trevon Diggs got to see go up against Mike Williams. You got to see... No CD Lamb today. No CD Lamb. I think it was. I think he's recovering from like a stitch in his foot or something like that. Um, but overall, 
success. You want to see this is probably the most meaningful training camp today and tomorrow of all of training camp, including preseason, because this is where your starters get reps against other starters on other teams. So you don't have to go up against the same guys over and over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, Jake, those are kind of the main takeaways I have from training camp. Again, lots to get in here today. We're kind of trying to jam this in in a fast episode for you guys. Um, there was going to be a press conference today, but this time there are three because Irwin James finally is up there. And, and Jake, the, the press conference, they started off with Austin Eckler, um, which we talked about kind of his takeaways about kind of th- keeping things, you know, respectful. Eckler just kept it <laughs> simple and sweet, man. It say, hey, man, how does it feel to have Derwin James back in the field? Finally. That's all you need to say. Finally. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then when you got to Derwin James, Jake, smiling ear to ear. That man looks like a man on Christmas Eve, and he knows what the gifts are coming. Uh, so happy for him. Alluded to all of the people he was thankful for. Talked about his family, the coaching staff, the front office, all the way up to Dean Spanos. Talked about Ed McGuire. Talked about Tom Telesco. Um, it's the gratitude that oozes from him. Like he's a he's just a real person, and he's a great man on and off the field. And he talked about when he heard Brandon Staley yesterday at the podium. Talk about him being like the heartbeat. Talk about him and his importance to the team. You know, he he said that that held a lot of weight for him. Like he said, like that he takes that personal as a positive sign. He does he takes that so seriously, and it meant a lot to him to have the entire team kind of rally behind him, show him so much love today. Uh, funny part, Jake, he was kind of mentioning. I think someone asked a question about like how is he gonna where's he going to take, I think his friend Jalen Ramsey out for, for lunch. And I think he mentioned like, <laughs> oh, yeah, take it to McDonald's. McDonald's. That dude deserves the dollar menu. <laughs> so good. It's like, yeah, man, I just got paid. I'm not taking you out to dinner. You're on the dollar menu, buddy. Um, side Sidebar question. Who do you think in totality throughout their career, who earns more money? Derwin James, Jalen Ramsey, including endorsements. Let's make it interesting. I think it might be Derwin James. I think it might be Derwin James. Oakley alone. Well, well, here's the interesting thing, Dan, because if you remember, I was it was Derwin, and I cannot remember the other two players that were involved, but I believe that they had just became a group of investors together in I want to say it was cycling, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes. So they just started that up. You know, you see now all these NFL players are essentially becoming, you know, independent investors, entrepreneurs, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um but they're going. They're definitely going the owner route, and they're definitely they're definitely trying to to get at that level. So I don't know, Dan. Who knows? Who knows? It's just money. I'm, That's all I'm, it is. I'm going, Dur- I'm going with Derwin. I'm going with Derwin. Um, so then Brandon Staley comes out, talks about kind of how. I mean, most of the questions were about Derwin James, obviously. But of course, um, I thought the part that was you know one of the things that we all love about Brandon Staley is how personable he is and how much insight he actually gives you but also like just how real he is and he talked <clears throat> someone asked him the question about like what it's like seeing derwin james you know back on the field what that means to him and he talked about like you know the road to recovery and the road that brett that derwin james have had has had to go through to get to where he is today talk you know think about the injuries think about all the time he's been off the field you know how that can get to your headspace uh but also i think the thing that was most kind of heartwarming to me it was that he he talks about like you know someone had their dreams made today, and to see someone having a dream come true like that's what you live for, yeah. And 
at the end of the day, yes, we all know Derwin James is making bank and he's playing the NFL, plays the game we all love to do like a kid. But he also just had his dream come true. And like, take yourself in that perspective for a second. Like, when's the last time you had like a dream come true for you and how like that euphoric feeling? How and how great you feel for your friends and family and folks you love when they get that feeling. So can't happen to a better person. Uh, Derwin James is that dude. The entire team loves him. Uh, and like Austin Eckler said, finally, finally, Derwin James back out in Pats. Yeah. The extension of that quote that you were mentioning, Dan, about the whole dream aspect, um, you know, he just basically went in to say, you know, how hard he had to, to work in order to make it happen. He overcame a lot to earn this contract and he's earned every cent of it. Yeah. So you mentioned at the top, Jake, great day for the Chargers organization. Derwin James back out in the field. Kenneth Murray back out there. Drew Tranquil back out there. Mark Webb back out there. Uh, lots of guys getting healthy and lots of experience going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Again, they have another joint practice tomorrow, which is going to be Thursday the 18th, and ahead of their Week 2 preseason matchup against the Cowboys on Saturday. Uh, for those who did not see, we did announce the giveaway winner for the Isaiah Spiller signed mini helmet. That will be going out this week. They already DM'd us the details. Uh, we will be announcing the next giveaway here shortly, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I promise you, you're going to love it. You'll, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> you'll enjoy it. Uh, Jake, so it's been a great day. It's been a great day. Uh, anything else you want to highlight from today? There's been a lot of stuff going on, but I kind of want to keep this as action-packed and as concise as we could to the things that mattered. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, for what, what we got to... See briefly, hear about briefly as far as joint practice goes. It sounded like it was a little bit of an even keel as far as both teams getting their wins, both offensively and defensively. Um, you know, the Chargers aren't going to smack anyone around for the the entirety of the two and a half hours as much as you would like to see that happen. But, um, you know, the defensive this, this line is, might. The defensive line might. Defensive line might because the de- defensive line was getting theirs, but so was Dallas's against the Chargers' offensive line today. So, again, a little bit of back and forth here and there in certain positions. But, you know, these are the type of things that, you know, some people don't agree with joint practices because, you know, you can have what has taken place. I mean, God, you look at what has happened in New England and the Carolina Panthers, and that was a fight that almost spilled into the stands practically. You take the Cowboys and Broncos from last week. You take the Jets getting a fight. I mean, there's there's been fights practically all over the league. So the last the thing you want to do... Yes, yeah, so the last thing you want to do is see something like that happen. And ultimately the worst thing happened, which I won't mention, but we all know what the hell it is. But these are good practices, just soft, basically like a soft open, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, you're going out there, you're being competitive, but it's against guys that you haven't been practicing against for the better part of two and a half weeks. And it's just a ramp up for when things are really going to be going full speed this coming Saturday. So, you know, it's good when it ends like this. No injuries on either side, no drama on either side. Let's gear up. Let's go to play this game on Saturday. Yep. And I do think that is a testament to Brandon Staley and how he runs the operation here. Uh, I, ju- I, I just don't see him allowing stuff like that to carry over. Uh, it's more important. And they're in it for more than just a joint practice and just to show somebody up. Like, I think it's a lot bigger than that for him and this team. And they're on a mission. Uh, you know, they always talk about our way, fourth and Staley, uh, aggressiveness. By the way, if you have not had a chance to go read the Daniel Popper article that he had exclusive Phenomenal. With, with our head coach, Brandon Staley of the Los Angeles Chargers. It was fantastic. Lots of uh, praise to Popper on that nationally, and he deserves all of it. Um, 
Jake, folks can get their fourth and Staley. Folks can get their, I'm not effing tired, Joey Bosa shirt. <laughs> folks can get their quote unquote uh, paid actor t-shirt on LAFB Network's shop. Use the code UNLEASH, get 25% off. Tell them Jake and I said, hello. Um, and they also want to tell the great friends before we get out of here, where it's what, 95 degrees in Southern California. <laughs> And I get to visit Disneyland tonight. So trust me, I'm very much looking forward to it. So Jake went from the happiest place on earth as a Chargers fan to the happiest place on earth as a human. Pretty much. So <laughs> just just know the the sweat will be will be dropping. We're we're at the end of this. I don't know if people are even listening anymore. Jake, do you dress <laughs> up when you go to Disneyland? Like do you wear anything Disney related? I have a couple shirts that are Disney related, yes. Like what? I have a Nightmare Before Christmas t-shirt. You would. And then the last big event before COVID, my wife and I went to a special after hours event for Valentine's Day. So we have uh, conjoining Star Wars t-shirts where I have the Han Solo, I know. And then my wife has the Princess Leia, I love you shirt on it. Aww. Yeah, everybody, everybody say it with me. Aww. All right. For Jake Hefner, you can find him and yeah, his adorable about, no. Disney stories at Jake T. Hefner. Jesus, Dan. You can find <laughs> myself at Dan W. Sports. Obviously, find us on Twitter at LAC underscore Unleashed. Give us a follow, like, subscribe on YouTube, wherever you find your podcast, guys. Thank you so much. We'll actually be there live from training camp tomorrow. Yes. So and Wolkenstein we'll have- live and in color. We will have that covered for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.